Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Journey Church Online. This morning, we're really, really excited to say Happy Mother's Day. All the moms out there, this is especially for you today. We've got some really exciting things lined up for you. We'll tell you more about that in a moment. But first of all, I just wanna say thank you for joining us. And we just know that in the crazy season we're in in the world, that we just wanted to take a moment and pull back from some of the ways we normally present on Sundays just to give you an opportunity to hear from a handful of moms who are out there right now doing the job and uh, just kind of give different perspective. Now, today our moms are gonna be talking about real life issues, the way they're experiencing life currently through the coronavirus, as well as things they've learned through their parenting. We have young moms, moms that have been at it a while. We have a single mom. We have moms that are pregnant right now. We have, we have a variety of different stories and backgrounds to kind of bring everybody together around what is it like to be a mom in this generation. So moms, I hope you just pull up your chair. Everybody else, get around, celebrate your moms, and we're gonna give you a little bit of insight about our mom's story in following Jesus as a mom in this time. Also, we have a very special gift for moms. So after the service, today at noon, what we want you to do, moms, we want you to sign on to our social media, either Instagram or Facebook, and look for the little sign that says moms, and we have a special gift. What you'll do is it'll be a Starbucks code that you will take a picture of or a screen save, and you will take that to Starbucks, and that code will give you access to a free item on Journey. We just wanna say we love you. We really miss the time that we could be together. Sorry we couldn't do this in person, but we wanna do something special just to let you know we love you and honor you. So moms, again, 12 o'clock today, for the next hour afterwards or so, there'll be a Facebook post, an Instagram post, you can take a picture, take it to Starbucks, and that code will give you a free item. We love you, and we're so excited to share this experience with you today. So grab a chair, pull in, and let's continue our service. Jesus Christ. 
Welcome and thank you guys so much for being here today. I know you guys all have a lot going on and life right now is pretty crazy for everyone. So we just really appreciate you guys taking the time to be here and to yeah share with us a little bit about your wide and big knowledge that you guys all carry around about being mamas. Um, so if you guys could just to kind of get us started, would you guys mind maybe going around and saying your names, maybe how many kids you have or what ages they are. Tell us a little bit about your families. Oh, you can probably start. All right. Um, my name's Elle, and um, I'm a mama to Onyx. He's two. It's going to be two and a half, actually, pretty soon. Well, um, and uh, yeah, just a uh, stay-at-home mom, my little kiddo. 
My name is Lori. My kids, I have four of them. They're all grown. Um, my name is Nasa, and I am a mom of two. I have a, a daughter who's six and a son who's three, and I'm currently pregnant with um, twin girls, so we're excited. They're due in about 10 weeks, so I gotta get through this. <laughs> my name is Sarah. I have two boys, ages 10 and 12. I am Brianne, and I have three kids, um, a 10-year-old, 12-year-old, and a six-year-old at home. And a lot of animals. A few. <laughs> have some bunnies and dogs. Awesome. So I think just to kind of get us started today, I know something that's on everyone's mind right now, and rightly so, is the coronavirus and COVID-19. And I would just love to hear from you guys what that's been like for you guys. Um, I would love to hear, yeah, what have the struggles been like for you? I know a lot of moms overnight became full-time stay-at-home moms, full-time teachers, full-time coaches, full-time nurses, um, and also maybe working from home, balancing families. So what does that look like for you guys? What are maybe some of the biggest challenges you faced? Well, for me, homeschooling was, yeah, that first week it was, it was crazy. So just trying to figure it out, our teachers have deadlines every day by three o'clock they want all the work turned in by and scanning everything and emailing it in and and then just them learning how to use all the technology themselves and signing them into everything it was a little overwhelming the first week for sure just from the school aspect of it for sure yeah i'm super thankful for teachers and for schools <laughs> yes we love you teachers yes, yes. <laughs> um it's been pretty rough um, to be honest I am in school so I am taking two college courses right now working on my nursing degree and um, I purposely picked my classes to be you know during school hours so that my kids would be in school and I would be in school and that has backfired on me because now my zoom classes are um, a lot of the times the same classes as my kids so um, I have a middle schooler fourth grader and kindergartner and um, we just completed week seven, so we kind of got it down now, but it's been a struggle. Well, congratulations, week seven <laughs> down. I feel like that's a huge, yeah. a yeah. very large amount of time to be homeschooling your kiddos. It feels like two years, but, <laughs> <laughs> but seven weeks is still a long time, yeah. so. Man, what are you doing, Brie? Like, what would you say is your kind of secret to success? I know you kind of shared a lot right now about how much you have going on and how busy. How are you staying sane? I don't know if I, I, don't know if I would not. be. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not successful, I don't feel like. Um, like, I had a big 12-page paper due yesterday, and I didn't even start it till Wednesday night. I was, like, up all night because I've been trying to make sure my kids get their schoolwork done. Mm -hmm. And... Um, so I kind of come last yeah. and I don't know. I feel like a hot mess. I feel like the hot mess mom that you see, like all the jokes made about like I'm running around ragged and I feel stressed and I'm exhausted because I'm doing, I'm a homeschool teacher during the day and then I'm a student at night. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. That's a good question. I'm figuring that out. Yeah. <laughs> so. As I feel like everyone is definitely trying to yeah, figure that out Yeah, this is so sure. new for all of us. Mm -hmm. Totally. So, yeah. Big learning curve. Yeah. On top of all the things you're already learning mm -hmm. in nursing school. So yeah. that is crazy. Yes. What about the rest of you guys? <clears throat> what are some struggles you guys are facing at home? Um, for me, it's been kind of like a, 
the transition from from um, Simona's in kindergarten, my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, the transition from uh, being at school to home was easy, like for her teachers and all that, um, because her school's kind of set up kind of like that already. So it was e- that transition was easy. Mm-hmm. Um, the challenging part for me was maintaining energy yeah. um, because both my kids are home. My son um, was going to preschool like five days a week. So it's like he's home now and I'm like, I never, I was cool with you know how the preschool worked out. And so I was like, I don't know what to teach you. Just go <laughs> learn whatever your sister's doing. Um, Cause you know, kids are sponges, they catch. But anyways, um, I, fi- you know, I found some programs and stuff that work online for him and he loves them. And um, yeah, it's just for me, it's more so just like having the energy mm-hmm. to kind of keep them on task and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But her teacher is awesome, love her. The same part, I'm kind of with you. I don't know how sane it is, but we're making it work. Mm-hmm. And they seem to be thriving. So I guess I'm doing a good job. Yeah. <laughs> I believe you probably are. Yeah. That's amazing. Kind of the same follow-up question I asked Bree. Do you have any secrets to that success? Like, do you feel like there's been anything that has given you energy in this time or something you do to kind of take care of yourself or fill yourself back up? Um... Honestly, what gives me energy is like seeing them happy because you just, I, because I, I asked my daughter, because she's very social, and I asked her, I'm like, so do you miss your, you know, your, your classmates? Do you want to see them? Do you want to play with them? And she's, she's been telling me, no, I like being home with you guys. Mm-hmm. And so that actually gives me joy because <laughs> we're doing something right that she wants to be home with her parents. And, um, and she's doing good. Like she's doing great. And so it, that gives me pleasure. And then also like, being home with my son, uh, he started preschool younger than Mona did when she was his age. And so just kind of having him home, I've, I've been able to like kind of see his personality a little bit more um, and kind of bond better with him. And I'm just super grateful for that, honestly. It's been a challenge. The house is a wreck um, most days, <laughs> but I wouldn't change that for like the togetherness that we have as a family right now. So. The mess bothers me, but (laughs) that is good. Yeah. Something that my dad talked about a couple weeks ago is like, what a shame would this be if we came out unchanged? Mm -hmm. Um, And I I would just love to hear from you guys. Like, what are some things, I know it's been hard. I mean, I don't know, but I, from what I've heard, it's been really hard for mamas. Like, what are some things that have changed in your family that you want to hold on to? I like to stay busy. I like projects. I like to go, go, go. I want to get up in the morning and get a bunch of stuff done. And and not being able to do that and just having to um, walk at a slower pace of life, I thought would probably kill me because mm-hmm. boredom <laughs> is one of my number one fears in life. But, um, I don't worry about the COVID. I just want to, <laughs> I don't want to be bored. Mm-hmm. But um, just having a slower pace of life, getting up and reading and sitting outside in the mornings instead of just getting busy. Mm-hmm. Um, having church with our family and just really having a Sabbath, it's just... That's priceless. Totally, yeah. I'm kind of like a go, go, go person also. And so I was very resentful at the beginning of this. Like, oh my God, are you kidding me? Like, I'm going to have to be home 24-7. And then I kind of put extra precautions on myself um, due to being more compromised. Mm -hmm. And so I was just really like... Ugh, like, I, and I, I like to be busy. Like, I like something to do and, you know, places to go and people to see. And when that kind of like just all kind of stopped, I got a little resentful. But 
Um, I will kind of agree with you, the family time that we've been able to have, even like with Ptolemy and um, our relationship has just grown so much. The ability to be able to like kind of talk things all the way through, because usually <laughs> like we might have a disagreement and then it'll be like, okay, we'll just like table this till later. And I'm like, okay, fine. You know, it, but it's been able to kind of like just be in those moments and like, even though they're uncomfortable for me, um, just kind of like being able to kind of like work through it because we're home mm -hmm. and you ain't got nowhere to go and neither do I. So we can work this out, but it's just been really good in that way. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, going outside in the morning and just kind of like listening to the birds and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's just so calming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm just so grateful right now about a backyard. Mm -hmm. Um, because if we didn't have it, I don't know what I would mm -hmm. do because I ha I just felt like I have to go somewhere, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's been really cool. So yes. Yeah. I was almost excited when it was the quarantine because I was like, I'm going to get my husband home more often. <laughs> Not that he works crazy hours at all, but, um, and I'm an introvert, so I didn't feel like a deep sense of isolation almost like, and I'm just, obviously I'm a stay at home, so I am home already all the time. So I didn't feel like a massive change at all. Um, like obviously it's a bit more annoying because, you know, you want to take your kids some place and just experience mm -hmm. some other things than home in the backyard but um that's been great and my son is so young he's two and so he's really easily entertained like he never gets bored their imagination is so so big so um yeah but um i am ex i it's more like um annoying to think because obviously i'm french so my family is all in france and i normally go every summer so that's like a very a big question mm -hmm. mark and um, the unknown because we we would have already planned our trip by now and mm -hmm. everything is um, yeah up in the air we don't know if we can go and that's um, yeah just a little upsetting because obviously yeah. I mm -hmm. only see my family once a year so mm -hmm. um, yeah it is um, a little scary to think how long is this gonna last mm -hmm. and um, you wish you could just go back to normal mm -hmm. but um, yeah, just hoping that it gets over pretty quick. <laughs> yes, in Jesus' name, with you on all of that for sure. Thank you guys for sharing. Um, I love how you guys are talking about just kind of how the situation has changed you as moms or as women and as families. And um, I would kind of like to take it back a little bit and hear how it all began for you guys and. Just how um, how becoming a mom changed you in the beginning when you first had your maybe your first kid or you first started a family. Um, how did that go for you? We I think the fun thing about having you guys all together today is we have such a diverse group of ages and amounts of kids and and backgrounds and people with families or without families and around to help out and support. So I would just love to hear yeah when you first had your kiddos and started building your family. Um, how did you face that? And what are maybe some things you learned about yourself along the way? I learned that I was very selfish. So, um, I mean, when you are only taking care of yourself, that's all you think about. And then you get married and then now you have a husband, but they don't require as much care as, you know, you're not changing their diapers and feeding them. Hopefully not, that would be weird. But, um, you realize you're a little selfish when, once you get married because it's not just about you anymore. It's about you and your spouse. But once you have a child, you really realize like how selfish you are and they take a big part of you. And um, 
I was very happy to give it because we wanted a child and we had been trying for a year and we were so excited to be parents, but it's hard. Well, I want to camp on that for a minute. I didn't learn how jacked up I was until I had kids because <laughs> I didn't realize the selfishness, the impatience, the whatever ran was very shallow. And once you have kids, you have no choice but to develop that. Well, I guess you do have a choice, but if you really want to be a good mom and not have your kids, you know, be axe murderers, then you probably should learn it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, that's what I realized. It's not about me. Nothing is about you, actually. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, you're pretty much invisible until you screw up in the doctor's office, you know, and your kid throws a tantrum and then everybody's looking at you with those judgment eyes like mm, mm, yeah. my kid would never do that <laughs> so there's a lot to it there's a lot of emotions feeling invisible but then yet seeing seen and at your worst and mm. yeah then realizing I don't think I have what it takes and in the middle of the night when your kid's been up you know 15 times mm. and you're exhausted and you know you have to get up the next morning and can't just sleep in so it's, it's just full of emotions, I would say. There are just mm -hmm. so many that hit you right after another, and you got to scramble to keep up. You have to scramble mm -hmm. to try to do it right somehow because you know your kid's going to be jacked up if you don't get this right. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of weight to it. It's mm -hmm. very weighty. Mm -hmm. I was telling my sister actually earlier today, we were talking about how having children kind of just, you see yourself in them mm -hmm. and you see your flaws and you're just like, oh, I gotta get this right <laughs> or change something about myself. Because if I don't, when they hit, you know, teenage years or 12 or even 10 or even right now, this something's gotta give or something's gotta change in me so that I am my best for them. Right. Um, and so I feel like that's what's changed for me is just kind of realizing that it's not just the act of going through you know, pregnancy and having a child, it's letting that process change you. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a big change, but I feel like we as women, obviously we've been given that responsibility and that privilege. And I know that we can, it's just a choice. Everything is a choice. You make a choice to change. And so I feel like that has been the biggest thing for me having, having um, a child is just changing how I love and how I see myself and other people. And mm, yeah, absolutely. it's been, a journey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think some of the most challenging things for me when I had Ian, he was my firstborn, was that I had to have a C-section and I wasn't planning on having one. So you go through the trouble of pushing. And I was in labor for like something like 40 something hours and I was oh just exhausted. <laughs> and, and so they finally did the C-section. So you're healing from the exhaustion of trying to give birth. And then also with that, and then um, ended up having really bad baby blues. And that was just so scary. And I wasn't around a really supportive group. Like I felt like I had to keep it to myself and I felt like it was something, you know, very shameful. And so I was even afraid to tell my doctor, I'm like, will they take my baby away? Are they gonna put me on medicine? And then what are people gonna think of me? And like, there was just a lot going on there. And, and it was a scary time. And then you have, you know, the whole like, Lori's awesome, and I wish I had had Lori in my life and Elle, and they're like your parenting <laughs> style. Because my, <laughs> the parenting yeah, styles yeah. who were around me were like, but like everything has to go straight by the book and you put your baby on a schedule and your life will be easy. And so I tried putting my baby on the schedule and I couldn't, I couldn't get the schedule and, and breastfeeding that didn't work for us either. And I'm like, everything I try as a mom, like I'm failing at. And it was just really 
difficult. And so anyway, we ended up getting the babies on the schedule. But now I look at like Elle and Onyx and how much time they spend holding and cuddling. Whereas I did the sleep, you know, learning how to sleep through the night. And that was great because they were sleeping through the night by five months. But I look at like all the cuddle times that Elle posts on Instagram and part of my heart just breaks going, yeah, my kids slept through the night, but she gets to cuddle and hold hers and rock hers. And so, I mean, like even looking back, I have some regrets, but like, I'm also, I'm, I am thankful. I did get to sleep through the night, but like looking back, there were hard, there were hard days. And even looking back, just some things I wished I could have changed or wish I would have known. And maybe like, even like with the baby's blues, just knowing that that's, you know, not something to be ashamed of and you right. can and get real. help and it's real. Yeah. And, and yeah, so those, yeah, I think the baby blues were probably yeah. the scariest times yeah. for Well, me. and nobody talks about that. Mm -hmm. They and don't. And I remember, I mean, I've struggled with depression even before I had kids. And then after I had Presley, um, she's my, my second, I just, it was completely different than regular depression. And I yeah. just was sobbing for no reason. And it was frustrating. And I had this new baby that I was so excited about. I felt guilty. And I mean, n no one really talks about that part of it. And yeah. that's so frustrating as a mom. And so I feel like I, I'm so glad we are talking about that because yeah. it is very real. Yeah. And, um, it doesn't make sense and you don't know why it happens and it didn't happen with all of my mm -hmm. children so it is hard i'm glad you brought that up because i mm -hmm. feel like a lot of moms aren't free to talk about it and don't feel yeah. that freedom absolutely yeah. just to piggyback on some of the things that the girls were talking about that i could relate to is um finding out yeah how selfish you are because i would like when my son would take an hour to fall asleep, like I would just get so annoyed and frustrated. And I realized mm -hmm. it's because I want to get me time. I want him to be asleep mm -hmm. so I can hang out with my husband, just to relax. And and it's purely selfish. And there's nothing wrong with that, with wanting and needing some me time. But I just realized, wow, all this frustration is purely because of what I want. Like, mm -hmm. and yes, I want him to get a good night's sleep and, and be healthy and all that. but ultimately, you know, it was what, what I wanted. So that was, and in so many other areas as well, like realizing, like dying to yourself and uh, mm -hmm. um, becoming more and more selfless every day. And mm -hmm. and um, I get so like upset with myself. Like I realized I would just feel so much guilt and shame so often because I just felt like I just was so aware of my shortcomings. And I remember my husband saying something to me that really helped me. <clears throat> Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Get a great girl. It's <laughs> okay. No, it's awesome. Um, he said he doesn't need a perfect mom. He just needs a mom that really loves him. Mm. And that's such a simple statement, but somehow that really resonate, resonated with me because mm. I love my son to death. And that's what matters because obviously I'm never going to be perfect. I'm always going to have shortcomings. And that's okay. You can just talk about it with them and and, and apologize and like learn and just trying to move on and be different. And mm -hmm. I would just get so worked up because I wanted to take what I loved about my childhood um, into my parenting and wanted to like, leave out what I didn't like, like so much. And whenever I would recognize, like have a tone or something, I'm like, dang, that was like, I sound just like whatever this person. And, um, 
that was hard like that was uh, really mm-hmm. hard and you realize man you want to do it so right for your kid right. you but it's hard and it's such a learning curve like every day you need to catch yourself and just you know see god and receive his grace like i never yeah. been so aware in my life of like God's grace as like mm-hmm. being a mom yeah. <laughs> and realize like I do need a savior, a savior like before mm-hmm. I knew I needed him in my head but becoming a mom I realized he died for me too like mm-hmm. also because I I wasn't perfect like I needed mm-hmm. him I needed mm-hmm. a savior anyway mm-hmm. that just was like a whole new um facet to that um to my faith becoming a mom I would say mm. that's awesome yeah, yeah sorry I talked about so many different no things. I love it I love it because there are no perfect moms mm-hmm. and there are no perfect families mm-hmm. we can look at them and from the outside we can think oh that's perfect family they don't struggle with anything they do mm-hmm. it's just it's just you don't know about it mm-hmm. but I've never known yeah. a perfect family I'm not in a perfect family mm-hmm. um, we screw up we mess up it's ugly it's it's mm-hmm. messy but at the end of the day, we just do our best mm-hmm. and we say sorry and mm-hmm. we try to make it right, but mm-hmm. no yeah. perfect families. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think like in this world with Pinterest and Instagram and social media, maybe you could speak to this because you grew up in, I mean, you raised your kids in a different generation, but you already feel that pressure as a mom. And then when you look at Instagram or you look at Pinterest and it's like, oh, your kids, your kids should know these five things before they turn two or it's all these things. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And it happened with my first kid. Now, I mean, the more you have, the more yeah. you're like, whatever, yeah. I'm doing it my way. But the first kid, I'm like, oh, he doesn't know these five things and I'm failing. And then, oh, look at these people, they're doing that. And, and then that mom looks like that. And I felt myself like picking and choosing. Um, like, oh, I love that. That mom looks gorgeous. I want to look like her. That mom's really good with crafts. I want to do that. That mm. mom is really good with being free and like exploring the earth. And like, <laughs> I don't know. I would just pick and choose like all these different things and make this mom that could never possibly exist. And then I would right. try to be her. Mm. And it's so ridiculous the pressure we put on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, kind of going back to the way your kids love you. Like, it's so true. Like, they just want their mom. Mm -hmm. They don't need all the crafts. They don't need to know these 22 things before they go to kindergarten. And they need need you as a mom. Mm -hmm. But I feel like in 2020, the pressure is even... It's the worst it's ever been. And um, now we're stuck at home with them. So now we do have time to do crafts and (laughs) finger paint and all these things. But um, we're still comparing ourselves. And we, I mean, I am totally guilty. I have literally moved dishes and on my counter and cleaned a little spot and took a picture of like a meal I've made or a cake I've made. I'm totally guilty, but that's all we see. Like, that's, that's, yeah, that's all we see. And then we compare that to those pictures. And if I would have stepped back and showed my whole kitchen, it would have been completely a completely different picture. So I don't know, like, what was that like for you? Do you feel like raising kids before social media? I feel like it was easier in that respect mm-hmm. because you didn't have anything to compare it to, mm-hmm. and you didn't. You just had someone's 
memory of it, what mm -hmm. they told you, but, mm -hmm. yeah. and maybe, you know, some pictures, but it didn't look like that. So mm -hmm. I do think that's harder mm -hmm. for girls today. And I just encourage you to build that rebel spirit that says, <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm going to do me. Mm -hmm. And and I think we need the freedom to do that because mm -hmm. I do know there were pressures no matter what. When my kids were young and we were in youth ministry, Ty and Chase wouldn't go to bed till like 10 or 11 at night. And then they'd sleep in because their dad got home late and I wanted them to spend time with him. And, and it drove some people nuts. They thought my kids should be in bed at 8.30 or 7.30 or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I'm like, this works for our family for this time. Yeah. And... Mm -hmm. um, I'm sorry you don't agree, but I'm raising these kids, so I'm going to do me. But meeting some other kindred spirits that were like that mm -hmm. and that were, mm -hmm. you know, said, hey, I, I agree with you. You do you. Mm -hmm. um, that, that I think is a big deal because mm -hmm. we need that validation mm -hmm. that it's okay to do things in an unconventional way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know why we keep trying to put everybody in this mold. And if you're outside this mold, you're wrong. Mm -hmm. And we just need to, I think that's, diversity and that that's what mm -hmm. makes us so cool is that we yeah. all bring something different to the mm -hmm. table yeah. and I realized right away I'm not going to be that mom that does everything mm -hmm. so I had to I had to pick okay these are the things that are important to me this is what I'm gonna um, focus on mm -hmm. and do that mm -hmm. and let everything else go and then be so happy for the moms mm -hmm. that are perfect <laughs> 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 teaching their kids about finances and giving them allowances and yeah yeah having a five-year plan and yeah go girl mm -hmm. that's not me <laughs> and i think having a community around you that accepts you and your mothering style for who and what it is is mm -hmm. huge because at the end of the day whether my kids were on a strict schedule and onyx um had more of a relaxed schedule for sleeping and whether jameson sucked his thumb until he was three or somebody else's kid used a pacifier until they were four at the end of the day when they grow up we're not going to look at them and be like that's because he had the pacifier till he was four <laughs> you know <laughs> like <laughs> you know like the, the kids yeah. are gonna grow up and whatever needs to work for us for the time for our family that we're in yes. like that we just have to go with that and can't yeah. let peer pressure dictate for our family what is best yes yeah, yeah. yeah. And I know there can be some tools that are helpful. Like I remember when I was pregnant, I got this app that was, you know, telling you everything about the baby. And then when they're born, they're giving you tips and mil about milestones. But that was good and helpful until one day I read something like, oh, your, um, your kid is now a year and a half, almost two. So he should be saying at least like 20 words or something like, and I was like, my son isn't saying any word yet. Like <laughs> he might have a spe speech impairment or something like you need to go consult now. And I was like, oh my goodness. I remember getting so worried and it was late at night. I feel like my mind gets crazy even more like late at night. And the next yeah. day I remember telling Lori, I was like, but um, yeah, I, I'm raising my kid bilingual. Obviously I'm French, so I'm speaking mm. French to him all day. And then having to realize not only your kid is an individual, like he's, himself so he's going to be so yeah. different from other kid that maybe focus on other milestones first and um he was growing learning so much about different things but he just wasn't ready to speak yet he just mm -hmm. and he was learning he was understanding us like whether english or french but i think bilingual kids most of the time sometimes they can just um take a little bit longer to mm -hmm. to start talking because mm -hmm. Um, it's a lot and, and it's okay but I remember like I was just kind of like defensive at the time like whenever like people ask like 
so is he talking yet? Like, how many words is he saying? And I'd be like, oh my gosh, why do you have to ask this? But I know people like, are well-intentioned. They're not, they're just curious. But I would just be so defensive, like, why do you have to ask this question? <laughs> and, but yeah, so I just had to like, yeah, I think like, I'm doing me. Like, my kid is right. going to be different. He's not going to, like, some like books can be helpful, but you don't have to think I have to do and like right. do, um, so yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think that's super great. And just, I love, Mom, that you hit on the diversity and the community. And it's so important to hear different people's experiences. I think that's the beauty of what we're doing today. Mm -hmm. So moms out there can identify maybe their children are bilingual as well. And they are feeling anxious or scared that maybe they're not saying enough words. Or maybe they are, you know, like having postpartum depression and they feel mm -hmm. isolated and scared. And um, I think your guys' experiences and community and, yeah, that diversity in your experiences, I think is so, it gives so much hope. And it is such a powerful tool that I think is so um, powerful and it's amazing and transform transformational. So thank you guys so much for sharing. Um, I really appreciate your vulnerability and honesty. Um, something that Elle kind of hit on earlier that I think um, was such a good kind of caveat and such a good thing she was talking about was how this um, whole journey of becoming a mom and seeing things in herself and facing trials changed her relationship with Jesus mm -hmm. and what that looked like. And um, yeah, and I, I imagine that comes with a lot of hardships on its own and um, probably a lot of people shaming you for, you know, how you follow Jesus with children as well. And how did, how did that affect you guys when you guys were, you know, coming into being moms and motherhood and your relationship with the Lord? Well, I think it makes you more dependent on him because yeah. I never realized how much I didn't know. And so that ask for wisdom verse, um, I was doing that every day. <laughs> Jesus, please, uh, what do I do? I don't know what to do. But then on the other hand, finding time to spend with him when you had that time before, now you've got to carve it out somewhere. And then mm. when you do carve it out, you know, sometimes you're like, eh, I'd rather watch TV. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have to... Um, it's, it's so much more difficult, I feel like. Mm -hmm. You're desperate for him in a way you've never been desperate for him, mm -hmm. but then when it comes time to really spend some time, then you might mm -hmm. be a little bit more, mm, I don't know, I'm, I'm worn out, I'm, I'm busted, I mm -hmm. don't have anything, so mm -hmm. it's, yeah. it's tough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I did kind of want to backtrack to um, my relationship with God because I grew up in church and um, always knew about him, you know, and... Um, I, I thought I had a relationship with him, but, um, to be honest, Mother's Day has been, it's kind of a bittersweet day for me. Um, I have three kids, but I've been pregnant six times. And so I've had two miscarriages and I've had an infant loss. And I think that my relationship with God completely changed when we lost our son. Um, that's when I really remember being down on my knees and, angry with him and crying out to God like why did this first of all why did I have to carry him for nine months he was 10 pounds or almost 10 pounds um it was not a planned pregnancy and the, all, the other ones I had to work so hard and we tried for so long to get pregnant it just nothing made sense nothing made sense but um that was a pivotal point in my relationship with God I feel like that's when I really I had to seek him out for myself to see if like, okay, everything I've learned and everything that people have said, is it true? Is it real? Mm -hmm. And I, that was a very tough, tough time. Mm -hmm. And I went through a whole 
period where I didn't think I believed in God anymore. And then I believed in God, I was watching debates, I was reading, I was really studying. But then I thought, I don't think God's good. Like, I, I believe that we are here because of God, but how could he allow this to happen? And then there's other moms who can't get pregnant at all. And I don't know, just having, um, we lost the baby and then I miscarried and all around me, all my friends were having babies. And I just remember thinking, God, you can't be good. Like, how could you allow this to happen? And, mm-hmm. and maybe some moms are finding that right now with um, the coronavirus and, or their own struggle with fertility. Um, I don't know. It's just, that was tough. And so I think now, like, I, I've, he took me through all of that. And I, I feel so much closer to God now through that trial. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's okay. And I know, like, a lot of churches and a lot of Christians, like, it's not okay to say, like, I don't think I believe in God. But I, I did struggle with that. I didn't think I did. And then I didn't think he was good. And, and it's okay to feel those things because that's what made me ask questions that got me closer to him because I, I had to seek out those answers for myself. And that has changed who I am. And then, of course, that's changed the way that I parent. I think one last question I'd love to ask you guys as we um, wrap up today. If you guys had one piece, and I know you guys have shared so many gold nuggets of wisdom and we're so appreciative, but if you could have um, one piece of advice for for mamas out there, new moms, old moms, or moms struggling, what would that piece of advice be? I think for me, it's um, to ask forgiveness of your kids. Like when you're wrong, um, it's really important to model um, humility and just, we teach them all day long, say I'm sorry, don't do that, be kind. But then when we like, this morning, right before we're supposed to come film about motherhood. Like my child asked me the same question five times in a row, but in different ways, but like boom, 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 boom. And he wanted a break from school and it wasn't break time. And I I was like, no, go do this. No, go do this. And I was like, go sit down. (laughs) So anyway, um, so I went back to him later and I had to say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. I shouldn't have yelled at you. Will you please forgive me? Mm -hmm. And then I made him give me a hug because he's almost in junior high. So those don't come naturally anymore all the time. So anyway, so to ask for forgiveness from your kids when you're wrong, because you can teach them how to apologize all day long, but you're not really teaching them unless you're modeling it. And we have to humble ourselves before them and also to forgive ourselves because we are going to mess up and when we do like I I'm my hardest critic I feel like sometimes Mm -hmm. and so when I mess up like I can beat myself up over it all day long but I think giving myself grace and just knowing that I'm human and I'm not going to be the perfect mother and the next day is a new day and I can start over again and just to give myself that freedom too to forgive myself I think for me and my personality type is huge. Yeah, that's good. I, just, I would say be nice to yourself, be kind to yourself because we are our own worst critic and you're probably doing a much better job than you think you are. And God chose you to be the parent of these kids. He knows what kind of person he wants them to be. So he said, what family can I put in that will nurture them and love them and jack them up just enough so they'll be humble and, you know, (laughs) and I choose you. Mm -hmm. And so we have to remember that, that God chose us to be Mm -hmm. the mom of our kids, Mm -hmm. the good and the bad, because Mm -hmm. the bad that we do, they're either going to say, well, I'm not going to do that. 
when I'm a parent or it's going to help them in some way to overcome something. So, I mean, not that we actively jack them up, but you know, just, just giving <laughs> just ourselves permission. Yes, <laughs> yeah, just, just on the slide, but not, not outright. And to find some friends and be vulnerable with them and mm -hmm. talk to them because um, people in my life totally changed the way I was parenting. I was going this direction and then some people said some stuff and I'm like, oh, okay, that's not a good, and you, you get back on course by other people in your life mm -hmm. um, pouring into you and giving you advice and, mm -hmm. and helping you see things a different way. So be vulnerable with them though. It doesn't work if you just keep your perfect face mask on. Mm -hmm. so. I would probably say, um, just be and do you, mm -hmm. um, because we, we talked about social media and the pressures of being perfect. I'm guilty of doing the whole, like, move the mess out of the way. <laughs> okay, right, right down this way, it looks like I have a clean house. Um, but I have a friend, and, I, and I'm not going to say her name, but I love her because her house is sometimes a wreck, but she'll take a picture and be like, she'll post what she wants to post and say, yes, I know my house is a wreck, whatever, whatever. But it's like just owning it and just like, look, guys, it is what it is. I know your house probably looks like crap too, but you just like put that nice little like, <laughs> the lighting has to be perfect and you know, whatever. Um, yeah, so I would just say live from an authentic place because that's where people relate to you. Um, and that's something that I, I don't really struggle with that so much. Um, but yeah, like live from an authentic place. And I feel like that will, that, like even just having this conversation with you ladies today has just like kind of opened up my eyes. Like I always saw Elle as like this perfect mother. Mm -hmm. And then just to see that you don't feel that necessarily all the time, it just like made me relate even more, like just mm -hmm. the honesty behind it. And um, I just feel like the more that we do that, the more that we just say, hey, look, this is what's going on. This is what it is. Other people are like, oh my God, I thought she was just like the best. Oh God, she's not. So I can, you know, you just feel like you can just talk and be um, with other people. So thank you so much for, for just sharing. And, yeah. and again, my, my advice would just be. Just... I would say don't compare. Mm -hmm. and, and honestly, like for first time moms, it might be harder. But mm -hmm. um, the more kids you have, maybe it's, the more exhausted you are and you don't care. I don't know, but I feel like now that I have three kids and they're kind of older, I feel like I don't care as much. But, and I, and I think I do, or I don't care as much until I do open up um, Pinterest or Instagram. And then um, I think it does go from, oh, maybe I should do a sleep schedule and all the baby stuff and then you think you grow out of that and then it goes away. But I find myself not only comparing you know, myself as a mom, but now I'm comparing my kids to other kids mm -hmm. and looking at their success level. And that mm -hmm. is such a dangerous trap. And I would just say we have to work on comparing ourselves, our husbands to other husbands, our kids to other kids, and it doesn't go away, Elle. Like once your kids get older, it kind of changes forms and it might be a little more subtle, but it's there. And then I even take it as a reflection on myself. Mm -hmm. So if my kids aren't performing in school like my friend's kids, then I'm thinking, what am I doing wrong? Like I must not be helping them enough for, and so it's just, it's never ending and it's gonna be a struggle, but it's a struggle worth fighting for because and I, 
it's just so important that we recognize that our kids are different from the other kids. We are different moms. I'm a different mom than any of you, and mm -hmm. we all have different personality types. Our kids have different personality types. They're gonna have strengths, we're gonna have strengths, and we're gonna have weaknesses, and mm -hmm. everybody's is different. And um, yeah, I think that is, that's where I'm at, and so that's what I'm working on right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I used to think when I'm gonna be a mom, um, I'm gonna be this way and like I'm not gonna let my kids disrespect me or because I worked with kids when I was a teenager and I would see some kids that yeah just had no respect for their parents or just like yeah I would just struggle with um, listening and so I was like I'm not gonna have my kids do that or whatever mm -hmm. but then becoming a mom I just yeah it's listening to the voice of God like mm -hmm. throughout the day and because um, I feel like the Holy Spirit is there to help you and guide you mm -hmm. so just Absolutely. talk to him all day and ask for help because sometimes now I just realize I parent in such a different way that I thought I would and mm -hmm. um, I, some things are okay to to change your mind on mm -hmm. and like some things that you originally say no to and then you think and realize it's not that big of a deal. Some things are non-negotiable, but I know it's so hard to find the balance between being firm and being too lax, too mm -hmm. flexible. Um, I don't know if that's the right word, but mm -hmm. uh, but for me, I thought I was gonna struggle with being too firm, too strict, but I feel like God's been good in like showing me, um, yeah, how to not be and how to, um, yeah, where things are important to and when like, no, that's not like you can mm -hmm. have this or you can do this like it's OK. And and just making time for your kids, like even though I'm a stay at home mom, so you think, oh, you have all this time in the world. But sometimes you can be so caught up in doing chores yeah. and your kid is asking for you. And I'm like, OK, just when I'll be done cutting the zucchini and like sometimes just something so silly, but like I feel like we're saying no, like right now mm -hmm. in the middle of it. So um, just yeah, trying to tune in and listen. I feel like God can speak to you throughout the day mm -hmm. and like seemingly little everyday things, but I feel like these things add up over time to help change you, your character and the way you're, you parent. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's what I'd say. Mm -hmm. I love how she said awesome. cutting up zucchini. My <laughs> cutting a piece of cake, a piece of Um, thank you guys again so much for being here. We, um, yeah, I just want to say thank you. I really think I've learned so much, and I can't imagine what all the mamas at home are learning and gaining, and the camaraderie they may feel, or um, the feelings of not being so alone in a lot of the struggles. So, thank you guys again for being here. Thank you for your vulnerability. Um, we love you guys. We honor you, moms. Um, you guys are the real superstars and the superheroes out there, and we all we couldn't do it without you. So. You guys, um, you guys are truly amazing, and I am just so grateful to to know you guys, to be part of a church that that loves you and that honors you. Um, so thank you guys so much, and I hope you guys have an amazing Mother's Day because you all deserve it. Get some <laughs> some quality time in with yourself, some self care, and because um, you got you moms really do deserve it. Thank you.
Thank you, thank you, my God. Yeah, um, I'm going to close this out in prayer. God, I just thank you so much, Father, for um, just your goodness to us, God, how you created us all as individuals um, with our own personalities and our own unique desires and struggles and um, hardships, God. And I just thank you for all these moms who are so individual and all have different personalities and ways that they mother their kids. And I just thank you so much for all the moms in our church, all the mamas that are behind the scenes at, at Journey and just the, um, yeah, just the community they have built and the, the kids they have loved and the, the, the adults that they have mothered and taught. God, I just thank you so much. Um, and I just pray that you be with our moms this Mother's Day, that you just bless them abundantly, Jesus. I pray that you just bring them so much peace in the midst of all this craziness and quarantine. And I just pray you bring them um, just amount so much joy throughout all of this, Father. May you just be with them, um, like Elle was saying, in their parenting day to day, that they can just hear your voice and um, just align with you and however that looks like for them, God. And I just thank you so much for community, the people you have given us to walk alongside us through the hard things and through the challenging things. And yeah, I just thank you so much for this church and this church community and this amazing group of, of women that we have and mothers. So um, we praise you, Jesus, and we thank you um, in your name. Amen. Amen.
spirit I will rise from the ashes of defeat. The resurrected King is resurrecting me. In your name I come alive to declare your victory. The resurrected King is resurrecting me. By your spirit I will rise from the ashes of defeat. The resurrected King is resurrecting me. In your name I come alive to God has robbed the grave. 